Hello and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast. Today we are reading Joshua, and this is in the Old Testament. So I think this is the first one that we have done a long episode of the Old Testament. So yeah, that's a first for all of us today. Um, I haven't. I don't know if I've read Joshua before. I don't think I have, but I really think that I've heard like a bunch of like stories, you know, from Joshua. But, yeah, I'm going to read the first 12 chapters. There are 24. And before I read it, I will go over the little, the small questions before, like the little intro page like I've done before. So, let's get right into it. How does Joshua show us God's love? The book of Joshua shows God faithfully keeping his promise to his people against strong opposition. He enables them to enter and conquer their promised land. Joshua himself is the illustration of what Jesus would be like, leading us to our promised home. The name Joshua is even another form of the name Jesus. Whom did God inspire to write this book? The author of Joshua is not named, but probably was someone who witnessed the events described. When did this happen? The Israelite conquest of Canaan happened about 1405 to 1390 BC. Where did this happen? The events in this book happened in the land of Canaan. Today we call that land Israel or Palestine. What special message does this book give us? God is always faithful, and he calls his people to be faithful on him, too. What actions happen in this book? Joshua becomes Israel's leader. God brings Israel into Canaan. Joshua leads Israel's army to victory over Canaanites. Joshua assigns land to Israel's twelve tribes. What important people do we meet? Joshua, the leader after Moses, is a key person in this book. What are some stories in this book? The Lord instructs Joshua. Rahab protects the spies. Israel crosses the Jordan. Jericho's walls fall down. Achan's sin brings defeat. The Gibbonites fool Joshua. The sun stands still. Joshua says goodbye. Okay, before I read this book, in my mind, I'm thinking of all the stories, and I have definitely heard a lot of stories in this book, but I for sure have not read it like this before. Yeah, and I'm sure that a lot of you guys have as well. I mean, like the the walls of Jericho falling down um, and crossing the Jordan. Yeah, it's going to be a fun read. Um, it's actually like kind of more of a story. I mean, there's quite a difference in the Old Testament and New Testament, so... There's kind of like a little like follow along, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, here we go. I'm going to start Joshua chapter 1. And the little title is, The Lord Commands Joshua. Here we go. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, 
As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to the Laban and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan, here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Rebunites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Okay, now we will read Rahab and the Spies. This is chapter 2 of Joshua. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab, Bring out the two men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman who had taken the two men and hidden them, she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it is time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she laid out on the roof. So the men set out on pursuit, 
of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did on Sihon and Og, the two kings and the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. Now she had said to them, Go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return, and then go on your way. The men said to her, This oath you made us swear by will not be binding on us unless we will enter the land. You have tied the scarlet cord in the window through which you have let us down. And unless you have brought out your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house, if anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on him. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and departed, and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days, until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Okay, that is the end of chapter 2 there. Now we will start crossing the Jordan, which is chapter 3. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have been this way before, but keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, 
Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gargashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe, as soon as the priest who carries the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at a flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away, at a town called Adam, in the vicinity of Zerithan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabath, the Salt Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Okay, so that was pretty cool. Uh, we got to see them, well, listen to them cross the Jordan River. And yeah, that's pretty cool. So now we will read chapter 4. Here we go. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of Israelites to serve as a sign among you in the future, where your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the twelve stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Now the priests who carried the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people. Just as Moses had directed Joshua, the people hurried over, and as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. The men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh 
crossed over, armed in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. That day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of Israel, and they revered him all the days of his life, just as they had revered Moses. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And no sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to the place and ran at flood stage as before. On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gigel, on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gigel the twelve stones that had been taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we crossed over. He did this so that the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Okay, now we are moving on to chapter 5 and the title for this is Circumcision at Gigel. Here we go. Now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until we had crossed. Their hearts melted, and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibbeth Herloth. Now this is why he did so. All the men of the military, aged, died, in the desert on the way after leaving Egypt. All the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the desert during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the desert forty years, until the men who were of the military, aged, when they left Egypt had died, since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solemnly promised to their fathers to give us, and the land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place, and these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way, and after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gigel to this day. On the evening of the fourteenth day of the month, while camped at Gigel on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manan stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manan for the Israelites. But that year they ate the produce of Canaan.
Okay, now we will start chapter 6, and this is the fall of Jericho. Here we go. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went out, and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the people will go up, every man straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the people, Advance, march around the city, with the armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the people, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the people returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days, and on the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in the house shall be spared, because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things, so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise you will make the camp of Israelites liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So every man charged straight in and took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord 
and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to two men who had spied out on the land, Go into the prostitute's house, and bring her out and all who belong to her, in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spine went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers, and all who had belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them into a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who had belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. At the time Joshua pronounced this solemn oath, Cursed before the Lord is a man who undertakes the rebuild of the city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout the land. Okay, so that read took a little bit longer than expected, so I'm going to break Joshua into four different episodes, and we'll do the first six right now, and the next six will be next week. So, yeah, that's what's going on. I did not know it was going to take that long, but it did. So, okay, well, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great day, and God bless. Mm-hmm.